0: Welcome to Of Note. In this four-part mini-series, we're having candid conversations with investors and leaders around the state of South Carolina about the one thing at the top of every entrepreneur's mind, funding. This week, we dive into the value and impact of crowdsourcing with Vicinity Capital. Laura McIntosh will take it from here. Listeners, we are so excited to have Vicinity Capital with us for this special mini-series of Of Note. So Josh, Josh is passionate about co-creating funding solutions with mission-minded business owners and empowering communities through local investing alternatives. Josh's experience in debt and equity capital raises, investment due diligence, web development strategy and business intelligence. And again, you can't have a duo without the other half. John is driven by helping businesses grow and creating investment opportunities close to home. John has started ventures across a variety of industries with direct experiences in sales, marketing, executive leadership, and strategic planning. Josh and John, thanks for being with us this morning, especially while you're literally in transit. Uh, how are you this morning?
1: We're doing well. Thank you very much for having us on. We're happy to be able to talk with you both today. Doing great. Thanks, Laura.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I feel like this might be like a strange question for, for you all, but I I want I don't want to take for granted with our listeners. Uh, so the big topic we have for you all is you know crowdfunding. Um, what is it?
1: great question and uh and really uh, a wonderful one to start with because most often uh, people will think of crowdfunding via its unregulated uh, and uh, really uninvesting starting point that generated the opportunities for something like gofundme or kickstarter which are more donation based or rewards based so what we're talking about here this is actually why we tend to shy away from the word crowdfunding and, and like to, to talk about crowd investing. This is an opportunity through um, new securities exemption to be able to actually invest, whether debt or equity, in companies. Uh, so we are a registered intermediary that can facilitate those and allow people to invest real dollars in real companies for, um, for potential returns.
0: So do you, what 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 do you think kind of differentiates your all's I'll say thesis and comparison let's just say like some the common platform like let's say like a Kickstarter how, how different is that
1: yeah very so what they do oftentimes is you're you're investing you're, you're placing dollars for like a pre-order in a product that you like or, or wanting to support something that's interesting but it's not actually um, a an investment you're not buying securities in the company where with us, you're actually buying either either an ownership stake or a note, a debt in in the business that you're you're choosing to support and invest in.
0: Going back to sort of we want to help entrepreneurs sort of navigate this messy world of of access to capital and funding. And I think something that it came up in our our kind of pre-notes was, you know, this is not the necessarily the right option for everyone. And, and that's that's okay. So you know, what, who are sort of the ideal types of small businesses to be considering either crowdfunding or specifically your all's platform that you've built here in the upstate?
2: Yeah, I think um, there's, it's a, and it's a two-sided marketplace. So there's really two sets of, of customers here. Uh, one would be the businesses that you're, you're speaking to now. And then there's also the investors just um, giving, uh, giving people the access and ability to invest locally. So Um, but on the business side, um, it's not, not as much, our, our platform is not geared around like some of the platforms, um, out on the West coast or in the Northeast, a couple of other spots where they really focus on, uh, early stage venture capital for, you know, tech startups, uh, kind of more of a Silicon Valley culture, uh, where they're, you know, they're, they're unicorn hunting. Uh, that's a, that's a different, uh a different type of, of business than we're looking at. Ours more are going to be because of our uh, our emphasis on local and uh, and in regional investments. It's it's going to tend towards more community related uh, businesses and real estate ventures. And so, what you'll see on our, our platform are are more again businesses more geared towards uh, lifestyle plays where. Where uh, they're not looking for uh, some huge, you know, 10x growth and a, an exit in three to five years, uh, they're going to be more lifestyle businesses where uh, they they uh, they need capital for growth, and uh, it's it's an equity capital uh, or higher risk capital than what banks would normally provide, and generally that comes from friends and family. Uh, historically, that's. That's, that's come from friends and family. So this expands that friends and family to include, uh, the community, um, and those that are within proximity to that business. So you have those. The same would be true for real estate. Um, real estate, uh, is by nature, uh, local and there are, there are investment platforms out there to invest in real estate all over. Um, but we think that there's just a, a general interest and demand for, uh, investing in real estate. That is that is a little bit closer to home.
0: Yeah, so maybe I'll go I'll go a little deeper around that vein with you. So why why do you think it's important for locals to have you know to be participating in local real estate build out like that?
1: Yeah, I think part of it is there there are some decisions and advantages to being able to understand and and use the fact that you live in a particular geography. To help make your decision. So this this is really historically how lots of decisions have been made, and for many investors that are higher net worth that have always had access to private investing, this is how they've invested anyways. So you have institutional capital, or you have unaccredited investors that they're sending their dollars maybe maybe globally based on algorithms and spreadsheets and and more of the zeros and ones of a deal. This actually brings together the component of I. I can understand who's behind the project, uh, where the project is is going and serving, because I am one of those people. I live in it. I, I can see it, feel it, touch it. This is something that I can be more involved in. That's uh, that, that proximity does matter and can be a tool to make good decisions.
0: So let's, aside from sort of that real estate, and I think, you know, from my standpoint, it's sort of nice to say, to think that you can have sort of a, a vote, right? You know, we're where you put your feet and how you spend your money to me are sort of the most important vote you have. So you know, outside of the real estate, let's talk about maybe uh, you know a real example from a, a local small business perspective of of how they've they've utilized what you all offer.
1: Sure, I think uh, it, it'll be similar to uh, to what what it would look like for for the real estate project as well. But to give uh, give that same understanding, if you have a business, um, it could be it could be a local um, a local restaurant that's opening a second location. It can be a small production facility. These are, uh, descriptions of, of real, real projects that have completed raises on our platform where they are serving their local community. So their, their customer base is inherently local. Uh, a lot of their, their suppliers are inherently local. These are the people that, that know them and understand what they're trying to do with their business and even can, uh, can can try out the product. So they they get to to interact with it more regularly. So Laura, I like how you said it. Th- this is a way to vote with your dollars that vests you with these businesses and allows you to be a a more a strongly attached brand ambassador for something that you believe is is set up to succeed or that's doing a good job.
0: So we we've teased at your your all's platform a lot, but let's let's give you all some airspace. That let's. Looks- Let's talk about the vicinity capital investment platform. Um, you know what inspired it, what 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 got you all to where you are today. Just sort of that backstory, and then, of course, how can how can people really utilize it? Both from like you said, it's, there's a two place marketplace here. There's both you know the the, the communities actually actively participating as active investors, even if they don't realize it's the role that they're playing. And then, of course the other side of that table of small businesses actually putting themselves up on the marketplace to begin with. So let's just, let's just talk about the platform.
2: Sure. Yeah. Good question, Laura. I think uh, as it has to do with um, inspiration for the the platform itself, you know, that, that really was around a couple of uh, trends that have been, you know, rolling out over the past decade uh, really, but the, This day and age, the technology as well as some of the legislation has has opened access. It's made it easier to invest and for individuals to invest uh, in lots of different places. So you know, everybody knows about Robinhood and you know other platforms. Either other, even other traditional um, uh, investing investment vehicles. There's it's just easier today, Um, and that access is going to only grow. Um, But that access was either limited to uh, the, the public markets, um, or um, or the private markets for higher net worth accredited investors. And so, part of the inspiration was just how do how do you get the everyday investor outside of um, the the investment vehicles of four hundred one ks, youtube uh, funds, stocks their their standard fare for uh, for investing their dollars as an unaccredited investor. How do you how do you make a way for them to to, to place money in alternative investments? Um, and so that was that was that was one impetus. The other was just a growing uh, pride of place that people have. They they care more about the communities they live in. They care more about the states that they're they're living in. A lot of energy and a lot of um, money right now as consumers. A lot of their dollars are going towards uh, local. Uh, retailers or uh, other local businesses, but from an investment standpoint, that's been, uh, that's been uh, locked. They've been locked out of that. So what we did originally was to take some legislation that passed in 2016 title three of the jobs act and use that legislation instead of for just, um, you know, moonshot startups. We wanted to use it to allow, Investors or community members to invest in businesses and other real estate ventures within their own community. So that was those varying trends uh, were were behind it.
1: I was going to say on the on the question around a little bit around the platform as well. I think uh, John touched on the the technology that has enabled this to be uh, to be something that can open up more access and and engage people in a in a different way. Um, for us, that that's. The, the back end of the technology is just built heavily on, on existing uh, infrastructure that handles billions of dollars of, of transactions and securities and hundreds of thousands of dollars of trades. And then what we did with, with the front end and the user experience was to allow them to have full transparency of what's going on with this deal, be able to interact with a business owner either on the platform or through, the, through a Q&A, through a video, and then be able to very seamlessly and securely make uh, a decision on on if they want to invest and be able to engage both with the business but also have vicinity as an ally as a partner there to help them uh, understand the uh, the legislation what they need to know about the investment and then feel comfortable making the decision.
0: So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that even more. because It's like I feel like. I, so I, so often i get questions around you know what legislation should be passed what policies should the state be accepting or entertaining to really own, unlock more you know just i'll just say technology commercialization at large and sometimes i say that's really actually not so much the problem it's it's the adoption or utilization of certain things that are available so i guess you know the, the laws changed great for, for for to open up uh the opportunity for platforms like URLs. but was that even the biggest hurdle or is it more of the actual adoption Education, understanding, even embracing, as locals, that this is something that they could and maybe even should be participating in. Like, I guess, just talk about talk about your hurdles with with growing and building what you're doing.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think you're hitting on a really good point. Uh, just because something uh, can be done or is available, does not mean that it will be done. Uh, the first and,
1: people that did this were were right. lawyers that said, "Hey, right. I see the laws change, and I want to jump into this," and realize that that's not actually what <laughs> right. what made
2: it difficult. And so you have, I mean, in general, people don't know you can do this. And so that's probably the biggest uphill battle, uh, just in terms of uh, an awareness that you can. The desire is there, uh, and people are used to, they're just used to something else. I mean, take, for instance, just in the upstate of South Carolina alone, there's about $60 billion that is that's sitting in um, uh, standard, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, 401ks. Uh, things like that, and, and that's that's sixty billion with a B. Now, a lot of that is retirement money. It's not intended to be higher risk uh, investment capital, but there is certainly a, even a small fraction of that where if people knew that they could uh, direct some of those investment dollars locally, then they would. But that that hurdle is is one more one of a an awareness that you can do that and can do that fairly easily. So. Um, and there's opportunities it's not you know the opportunities have to be built over time as well. So I think what we'll see is uh, that will gradually uh, change based on the the overall sentiment, the desire uh, that people have to 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 invest um, locally but as in addition to that just the ease with which you can can carry it out.
0: So do you feel like the the adoption has been? harder for the actual and in, in the investment community local communities or has it been harder for sort of the small business and you know the real estate space or has it been sort of an equal it it been harder to, to get to use the vicinity capital platform
2: i think um you know businesses will come uh developers that 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 need investment dollars to build out projects i mean they are uh, they're, they're up for finding money anywhere they can get it. And then they'll just compare rates and terms. And, um, so there is an awareness there, but I think a lot of those, if they find out, wow, there's vicinity exists and, uh, there's, there's, there's a, there is capital available, um, from a surrounding community, you know, they'll come talk. Um, it may or may not be a fit. The, the investor side, I think is, uh, I think that one, is there's more um, awareness to be generated on on that side I could be off but that's what we've seen
0: you know how how can you know if you, if you're the small business owner or if you are that that community advocate how can they get started with you all
2: yeah that's
1: a great question I think the best place to go is uh, is the actual portal and the website which is just vicinitycapital.com and on there, you can see any deals that have, have successfully funded, any that are live. Uh, also, go through any educational materials we have. And simply, just by creating a username and a login, you can get subscribed to our newsletter and keep up with all the happenings that way as well. So that's the easiest place to start. And uh, and we love interacting with those that uh, that are exploring this, want to see the deals, and, uh, and, and learn how they can add this to their portfolio investments.
0: Great. So I I, I got I gotta ask this because you know, I'm self proclaiming the two of you as like the experts in, in crowdfunding and or just you know localized um investing. Um, you know, what do you think is next in this space? What do you what do you what what trends, you know, observations have you all had with with people using your platform? What what's next?
1: Yeah. Uh that's that's the most exciting part I think about this is we are uh industry wide. It it's it's evident that we seem to be uh, approaching the tipping point of this being more ubiquitous and understood, and and even having a variety of different options to uh, to this. So the way that we're going about this in the market, I do think, will resonate with a a large set of investors that uh, that will have a, a familiarity and understanding of this. But there's other groups and niches that are that are forming in the industry, which is, I think, a natural evolution of of new things and new new technologies and Innovation, but there have been over three billion dollars that has been offered through this securities regulation, uh, even even at this early stage. And there's a few million people that have participated. So while those trends tend to start in, uh, you know, in New York and in Silicon Valley, and, and that's where where a lot of this gets rolling, it is starting to spread. And uh, and so we see our our footing here, particularly in the Carolinas, uh, as as a great opportunity to bring out the businesses and the opportunities for these investments uh, and connect them to the people that are becoming ever more aware of this. So, so it's, it's heading in a direction where I think, uh, this, this becomes a, a very, uh, legitimate form of capital for, uh, for a large range of businesses. And I think the regulators see that as well. They've, uh, I think they got it right with, with this one. And even just earlier this year, they expanded the legislation to allow more businesses to participate, uh, for example, the the amount you can raise now went from a million to five million in a twelve month period. Accredited investors have full access. Unaccredited investors have more access. They just continue to see this work, so they've opened up more doors for it to be it to be leveraged. So I, I think the future is very very bright for this, and more and more people will will become aware and I think be able to take advantage of this opportunity.
2: Josh gave yeah Josh gave some good yeah how to get started I think. Um, uh, I think just exploring this, um, for people that, um, don't know it's there. I mean, we, we only have so many deals up on our, our, uh, portal. What we would love to do is, um, generate, uh, more awareness amongst the business community, as well as the, those that, you know, would be investors. I mean, everybody in a community is just because they're a, a community member that likes, uh, to, um, to, to be a patron of local establishments, uh, and local can be, be a city, it can be your your general area, it can be a region. Uh, but just because you have that heart doesn't mean that you are an investor or that you care to, um, you know, to to, to actively invest in, in ways like this. So we want to really find those people that are are interested in investing. They they, they would consider themselves investors. Maybe maybe they're somebody that's uh, very active on like I mentioned, uh, Robinhood. Well, um, why not uh, take that that same uh, that same approach, and you know, view local investments on your mobile device, evaluate them, and put dollars there that that uh, that have been implications and have positive effects for that uh, for that local community where they're investing dollars. Um, I would just say explore that. And as we do that, make, we get the word out, more deals will come to the table. And and hopefully there is a, a vibrant marketplace that represents a lot of different uh, uh, local geographies within within the region that we're focused on. And from there, I think we'll see really, really cool things
0: happen. Well, you're taking this whole big bandwagon of shopping local, right? Like that's the big tagline you see all over communities. You're taking that to a whole other level of, don't just shop local. If that's important to you, you can be investing local and actually really helping these businesses expand that are probably right around the corner from you. Um, probably most just don't think of it that way.
2: Right. And, and, you know, the shop local thing started early. It was more of a a real mission oriented uh, play and people were, they were, they were shop local because, hey, this is this is just a good, um, almost a charity to do to these local establishments that are, you know, in our town, but they're struggling. So that's where it started, but it, it soon became, um, a lot of these local establishments have a higher, either a higher quality level of whatever they're producing, the service or, or product, um, or, uh, or better pricing or otherwise. So there became real compelling reasons as a consumer to, um, to, to be a patron of those local establishments. The same thing would be true for investing at first. It's like, ah, you know, um, that let's invest in those people in our, in our, in our city or in our state that are, that are trying to make things happen. Uh, they're one of us and it has more of a mission, much more of a, a primarily a mission, um, mindedness aspect to it. But, but at the end of the day, these are real investments, um, that have, at least the potential to produce some real returns, and there is a different uh, kind of, of diligence that can be done. Uh, and you know that that's that's a that's a real investment, and I think that's what we're trying, where we're trying to get this, so that's that it can be seen as um, um, a very legitimate uh, sort of a, a local asset class. That's the goal. Is yeah, this this is. Um, if, you're, if you're viewing
1: this opportunity here is to look for quality deals and try to use the information that, that you have to say, hey, do I believe this is a good investment? The, the open door there is because it's local and because there can be a level of trust uh, that, that may exist. Um, but certainly, um, we, we, as the business owners and us, we all want to hold a, a, a level of, of standard for, for the quality here. Um, so yeah, check them out and uh, and give us feedback. I, I think this is this is certainly our, our passion and we see it as as some good opportunity. So thanks for uh, for having us on and the opportunity just to to share a little bit more.
0: Listeners, it sounds like you got your call to action. Go check out the vicinity Capital platform. Not only can you feel good about spending your money, but you can actually be a real investor. Uh, Josh and John, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be back in touch soon. Perfect. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Laura.
0: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review. Join us on LinkedIn or Facebook at Scribble Innovation. And don't forget, sign up for our newsletters. Special thanks to my co-host, Laura McIntosh. The Managing Director of the South Carolina Department of Commerce's Office of Innovation. I'm Joseph Nuther, co founder of Design Sensory and Pop Viz. Additional thanks to our team producer and editor Hunter Foster, sound engineers Mike Deering and Samuel Thomas, original music by Matt Honkinen, with additional support from Tia Nelson, Sarah Plemons, Ronnie Wilson, Robin Hendricks, and Lexi Williams.